Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Isabel Longoria, stepping in for our usual host today. Houston is a big city, one of the biggest in the nation, in fact, and Harris County is the third largest county in the United States. And being in a big city, there are tons of resources for caregivers if you know where to find them which is why we started this podcast, to help highlight the exact partners and programs you might need as a caregiver. But what about our neighbors around us? What happens if you live in Waller, Fort Bend, or Galveston County? What are your options? So today we've invited Mallory Freytag, Lead Benefits Counseling Coordinator with the Houston-Galveston Area Council, to teach us about caregiving resources outside of Harris County. What resources and programs does HGAC offer? Uh, what are some caregiving tips for people who live in suburban or rural areas? What's out there? Coming up on Prepare to Care. So thanks for joining us today, Mallory. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just dive right into it. HGAC, what does that stand for? What do you guys do? Right, so everything is an acronym, but HGAC is the Houston-Galveston Area Council. So it is an organization that does lots of things in the community, but essentially it helps plan for the future um, with local governments and communities, but also, and specifically our program with the Area Agency on Aging, it provides services to community members who live in our service area. And our service area is the 12 counties that surround Harris County. So those counties that you talked about that are sometimes overlooked like Waller, Galveston, Fort Bend, um, all of those Montgomery, Montgomery County as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chambers, and all of the Liberty. cities, right? And all the cities involved in that, yes. So yes. that means you have a big staff. I mean, that is a big footprint. Right, right. No, there's a lot of um, boots on the ground trying to get our services to um, all the individuals that need it. Um, but a lot of our programs, a lot of people don't know about. So I think, you know, it, it's a free services that are offered to um, older adults and their caregivers. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know about us. So I'm excited that we're here today. Yeah. And is that just because there's so many counties and each county is structured a little bit differently or why? Yeah, yeah. no, I think so. I think uh, part of it is just how large our service area is. Um, and it, it, I mean, there's... As large of a service area as we have, we don't always have as many folks out there, you know, um, doing media or, um, you know, we're not able to touch everyone everywhere all the time. So I think, um, you know, just getting the word out is part of it, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you have an office in each county or how do you structure the whole program? So we typically go out to, to folks and where they are. So our um, office is in Houston, um, kind of because that's the middle of everywhere that we go and we go out to communities so um it's not a situation that people typically come to our office for services we go to senior centers to hospitals to senior apartment complexes um, doctor's offices all different types of organizations that people go um, to get the word out about our services and to help Great. So you're in every county. You go out to where people are. They don't have to drive all the way exactly. to Houston necessarily. Exactly. We go to them. And what does that look like? So what, is it, what does it mean when you go to someone? Sure. So it depends. We have lots of different programs that we have. So with the Area Agency on Aging, um, so for instance, I'm with the Benefits Counseling Program. So we help um, individuals who are on Medicare understand their benefits. It's unbiased advice on um, their different options. And a big thing is we help people understand what assistance programs are out there 
um, and help them apply to those programs. Um, so what we do is um, we have an office day in three of our counties that we go out to local. Um, some are at senior centers, some are at ones at a local YMCA, uh, you know, one is at a low-income senior housing complex, and we just set up shop, and people can make appointments or just walk in and meet with us and get help with their benefits. We do presentations at lots of um, community partners as well, and sometimes if someone's homebound, we will visit folks in the home um, if it's necessary to make sure that they still get access to assistance too. Um, we do have um, more health maintenance services so um, we have caseworkers that actually visit people's homes um, do assessments and are able to help um, with short-term in-home help home modification um, prescription assistance and all of this is free um, and it to be eligible someone just has to be 60 or older but again you know not a lot of people know about that so. wow so you only have to be 60 or older because I know sometimes when we hear about you know, government programs or caseworkers, we think, oh, that's only for people who make under a certain amount of exactly. money. Exactly. No, for our programs, now I will say that um, for some of the services we offer, um, it's prioritized a certain way. Sometimes if you're low income or if you have significant chronic conditions, you may be prioritized to get help sooner. But there's no eligibility criteria as far as income um, to be part of our program. So for the programs that we're really helping um, with case management type things or home modification, prescription assistance, all that is uh, for individuals. You just have to be six years older and live in our service area. That's it. Um, for the benefits counseling, it's mostly for seniors, but if you're on Medicare because you're disabled, it doesn't matter how old you are. We've helped folks in their 30s. If they have Medicare and need help with um, their Medicare benefits, we're there to step in and help. Um, another program we have is our ombudsman program. So that is advocating for individuals who are in nursing homes or assisted living facilities. Um, someone might be having trouble with their roommate or trouble with the facility. Uh, they may be at risk of discharge and they don't feel that that's fair, that the nursing home is giving them enough notice. And we have um, ombudsmen, which are people who advocate for the rights of folks who live in those communities. Again, doesn't matter how old you are if you live in a nursing home or assisted living, we help there. But a lot of our services are geared towards seniors um, and their caregivers who may or may not be a senior. That's awesome. So you are the first stop shop, it sounds like. If right. I have any caregiving question, if mm -hmm. I maybe know specifically what I need for my grandmother or if I have no idea, you can help someone say, okay, let's go through a list of questions, let's figure out what you need, let's figure out what's available. Or you can say, you know, oh, you have a specific issue, let's go and handle that specifically. And we'll actually come with you and be there with you, right? It's not just a phone call and then you hang up and that person's by themselves. Right, right. And it is, um, you know, we encourage everyone to reach out to us to see what they're eligible for or to get, um, you know, services to help in the home, um, to screen for any assistance programs that they may be eligible for and don't know about. Um, but yeah, we would be the person to call and even navigating programs outside of ours. I think um, knowing 
what resources are available. We talk about how there's lots of resources available, but sometimes it's difficult to navigate, okay, but what is there and what am I eligible for or when is it appropriate? You know, so helping people with that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the programs maybe that you've recommended this week or recently uh, that people just didn't know were available or were yeah. very surprised to find out? I think we get a lot of calls from people that need help with their health care, but they're not on Medicare yet. Um, so reaching out to some of the county health programs, talking about eligibility for those programs. Um, Pharmaceutical assistance is a big one. I have prescriptions are crazy expensive, and I think um, it's a direct impact on people's health. So we go through the gamut. First, we see if we can help. Um, We'll screen for assistance programs that maybe we can help apply for. There's assistance through Social Security um, based on your income that might be able to help with prescription assistance. But even if that doesn't work, there are nonprofits in every county that we're aware of that help with prescription assistance. There's pharmaceutical assistance programs um, that we could look up for specific prescriptions to say, hey, um, this manufacturer of the prescription offers help for people, um, you know, and looking at the eligibility for it yeah. looks like they might be able to help things like that. So is that folks. like the manufacturer would send you a coupon and you can use it or no. it's actual cash money that you say, hey, you know, if your medications cost $120, mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. bring it down to 100 or 90 or A whatever. lot of times they'll provide it just directly to that person. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's also coupons, last resort, there's certain sites that we can go on to check to see if there's a coupon that might work better than their Medicare benefit or if they have no benefit at all. You know, so there's different things we look at. But the pharmaceutical assistance programs, we try to connect um, if someone maybe makes too much money to get help from Social Security but still has trouble affording their prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I want to highlight that point that it's not just about, oh, you know, I'm super poor or super disabled and I'm already on these XYZ programs and and now, you know, I'm going to go find kind of the last thing that I can. This is for anyone. It's for anyone. I think that's a big point to clarify don't just assume you're not eligible for something. You know, it never hurts to reach out. And for our agency, again, there's no income criteria. There's no, you have to have so many people in your household or you have to live alone. You know, we're here to help and we're here to connect you to appropriate programs that can help you too. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So what's one of the most common calls you get then? I think the calls that we get a lot, probably the most common um, requests for assistance with dental services. Dental, Um, I would mm -hmm, not have thought that, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Uh, original Medicare doesn't cover any dental services. A lot of um, Medicare Advantage plans offer very limited dental services. Um, And it's a big need for the um, community that we face. Um, We do have um, assistance that we provide for dental services, although um, based on our funding, a lot of times those are waitlisted services. So it's getting them connected to where they're on our list, but also trying to find what's out there that might be able um, to help get that dental coverage. So that's probably one of the biggest ones, prescription assistance, um, looking into the next step for care options, whether that be um, help in the home or moving into an assisted living or a long-term care facility, tips on doing that, um, both in identifying and locating those types of places in their area, but also how are we going to afford this? You know, those are all questions that we get quite often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of segues us, you know, in, in like we've been talking about on this podcast in Houston, in Harris County, County there's a lot. 
when you're in an urban area, sometimes it's oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect, though, that maybe in more of our suburban and rural neighbors, um, it might be the opposite problem, right? So is there an, ever an issue where someone is in Waller but the only resource is in Montgomery? Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of counties, too, when we're looking at referring outside, I mean, through our agency, it doesn't matter where you are. And I would say, too, even if you're outside of our service area, area agencies on aging serve virtually everywhere in the United States, you know, in all communities. So that's relatively straightforward. But when you're trying to connect someone with local resources, I would say some of our counties are still, we think of them as the outlying areas, but they're still quite, um, you know, they have lots of resources and um, high populations and there's a lot out there. And then there's other more outlying areas that we serve um, that there might not be as much. You know, there might be one long-term care facility or there might be one specialist for a particular condition. And that can be hard, but I think we try to make ourselves as savvy as possible on the resources and help them navigate that as much as possible. Yeah, and do you all provide any kind of transportation assistance to bridge those gaps yeah. physically? The only transportation assistance um, we currently provide is through contracts. So um, we contract with congregate meal sites at senior centers and we also um, contract to, for, to help provide meal delivery um, and transportation to those centers. But a lot of um, transportation is we're looking at their benefits. We're kind of looking at different ways to see if we can um, connect them to transportation. But that's another big question we get too: is I need help <laughs> getting to A to Z. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like you know it, and so you're you mm-hmm. have resources right, there. You can at least right. help people. Figure we know it in out. each county, you know what the agency is to turn to and if there is no agency like there's a couple counties um, that are more rural that really don't have much you know what um, local nonprofits sometimes help um, and knowing those agencies really well too Mm -hmm. yeah fantastic Mm -hmm. and so um, what I'm hearing is you're the first stop you kind of help people Uh, what is there as far as long-distance caregivers so can I call for you know say I live in Chicago can I call for my mother who lives here? Yes. Or do you need to see the kind of person who is receiving care in person? No. What's that No. Like? So um, we do get calls from caregivers a lot who are, you know, there are those in-person caregivers, but there's also caregivers who live afar. And a lot of times their main role is finding resources, you know, for their loved ones. So we get those calls a lot. If they're um, the person that they're caring for lives in our service area, we can most definitely connect them with resources. If I'm going over their Medicare benefits, I normally just need to talk to that person to make sure it's cool that we're going over their personal information with son or daughter. But other than that, um, yeah, the long distance caregivers contact us a lot for resources and information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I call the line, do I get a real person right away? Is Are there some phone numbers that I need I to punch wish. through? Yeah, when yeah. you call, if you um, would just press to talk to aging, um, that gets us directly over to us. If not, if you contact the main operator, she also transfers directly over to us. But yeah, just let them know you want to talk to someone in the aging department and they'll get you over. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. But then I talk to a real person and a yeah. real person who stays on the line or is it one of those conversations where it's two minutes and you're rushing through and that's all no, you get? No, I do have to say... For um, some of our programs, um, so for instance, benefits counseling, there are four of us for 12 counties. So um, a lot of times our phone process is someone, you know, answers the line, lets them know that someone will reach back out to them, gets basic information, and someone follows up. Um, But for a lot of information and referral, um, and we have more time than some other 
community lines that people call that it's very rushed and you can kind of tell they just want you off the phone. We have the time to be able to really sit and figure out what is your situation to listen to the problem and to really research some good solutions. Yeah, mm -hmm. so when you call right at that moment, it might be a peak time per se, but you will have someone who will sit down and really take the time right. to take you through whatever the assessment exactly. is and answer your question. And I'll say when I talk to people, sometimes there, you know, it might be a 20-minute conversation, but there's other people that we work with with who you know there's people I've worked with for two years ongoing that we talk at least once a week and you know we're going over um, diff different issues that you have and I think that's what kind of sets our agency apart um, staff really have the time to listen and to figure out um, and to help navigate different solutions to things mm -hmm. that's amazing mm -hmm. well uh, we're wrapping up so what's your last kind of big tip or one of your favorite tips for caregivers out there yeah, I would say don't be afraid to reach out. I think a lot of times caregivers think that they um, need to do it all on their own or they might think, well, there's nothing out there that really could help me or that we might be eligible for, but you really don't know. There, you know, a lot of times people will call for something different and the more we get into it, the more we realize, hey, do you know that you're you know that you could be helped in this way and they have no idea. So, I think don't be afraid to reach out and see um, you know what support might be out there for you great yeah. yeah so just call you never just know call. just yeah. call yeah if you're over 60 or if you're helping someone over 60 just call and be pleasantly mm -hmm. surprised can't hurt right right first two minutes of investment you don't know what might exactly. come out of it exactly great well thanks for coming on today uh so today we've spoken with mallory freytag lead benefits counseling coordinator with the houston galveston area council area on, uh, agency on aging about caregiving resources outside of harris county um, if you'd like to connect with one of her benefits counselors, give them a call at 713-627-3200. I'm going to repeat that. That's 713-627-3200. Ask for the aging department, and you'll get connected immediately to one of their benefits counselors. Um, as always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. That's Houston PTC for Prepare to Care. Take our Prepare to Care podcast survey to help us improve future episodes or find other caregiving planning and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.